it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Alexander Smith wrote that Christmas is the day that holds all time together, whilst Charles Dickens wrote that Christmas is the time of year when we all act a little nicer, we smile a little easier, we cheer a little more. For a couple of hours out of the whole year, we are the people that we always hoped we would be. On this episode of the History of Advertising podcast, we're tackling the big one, the John Lewis Christmas ads. Richard Brim is creative director at Adam and Eve DDB, the agency behind the gargantuan phenomenon. Here, he explains why the British are such a band of merrymakers. As a nation, we love Christmas and we love we love we love the basic stuff of Christmas. We love we love the fact that Starbucks gives us red cups, and that is that defines when Christmas starts. So it 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 it, 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 it you've got people texting now going, "I can't wait for Christmas." What's John Lewis going to do this year? Like uh. the, the brilliantness of it is is people talking about what we do and people having an opinion about what we do. Rosie Arnold is a creative who has worked on some of the biggest ad campaigns in recent memory. She agrees that Christmas is the most wonderful time of year for Adland. It's lovely to see all the Christmas ads because that they've got real time and real money and, you know, they can properly explore an emotional story or, a you know, a, but increasingly clients are only happy to spend 15 seconds, which is just an annoyance. And I, what I've noticed is around Christmas, everybody talks about the ads in England again and they're loved again. And everyone's got a point of view again. And guess what? That's because these are longer time lengths. They're telling stories. The rest of the year, everybody hates ads. I hope that maybe some clients are looking at what's happening in the, in the conversation around Christmas and their Christmas advertising and thinking, hang on a minute, wouldn't it be good if we operated like this all year round? So proper budgets, proper time, proper respect for the creative idea. For many people, the unveiling of the John Lewis ad now heralds the beginning of Christmas. We asked Richard what it was like to work on something that has become such a staple of the season. Every year when teams, when the winning script gets bought, I sort of take the teams to the pub and go, right, OK, this is not going to be like anything you've ever known. Because you're going to have the Daily Mail trying to find out what the story is. You're going to have the whole world, is going to, the whole British public is going to have an opinion. And it could be bad. It could be good, and 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 they will be both, and you can't take it to heart, and and you just need to know you you need to focus on what your objective is that year, and did you smash that objective, and everything else is 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 by the by, but every year it is the most agonizing November the tenth in the evening or whatever day it launches, it is it is so nerve wracking. So nerve-wracking, no matter what piece of work you've got. And when, when things don't land brilliantly, you have to be really robust because everybody, if, 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 if people don't love it, even if half the population don't love it, people are quite vocal about it. So, so, so my, my advice is turn Twitter off, turn LinkedIn off, turn Instagram off, turn it all off and go on holiday. It's a little bit funny feeling inside I'm not one of those who can easily hide The first John Lewis Christmas ad Adam and Eve worked on was 2010's A Tribute to Givers which featured a man struggling to wrap candlesticks a rocking horse being surreptitiously sneaked past children 
a mechanic wrapping a teapot at work, before culminating in a young boy hanging a stocking on his dog's kennel. Whilst 2011's The Long Wait showed a young boy impatiently waiting for Christmas because he desperately wanted to give his present to his parents. 2012's The Journey showed, yet again, how a snowman can make a nation weep. By depicting an icy fellow traversing mountains and motorways, snowball fights and storms, all with the aim of buying his snow lady a scarf and a pair of gloves to keep her warm. 2013's ad, The Bear and the Hare, kept the adorable character's theme going, with an ad about an animal who had never seen Christmas. It depicted a friendship between a bear and a hare, before the bear leaves to hibernate in the winter. The hare gifts the bear an alarm clock to allow him to wake up and experience Christmas for the very first time. In short, when Richard and his creative partner, Daniel Fisher, joined the agency in the run-up to the 2014 ad, the John Lewis spot was already a firm Christmas tradition. Here, he recalls the agonising hours spent trying to come up with an ad that was strong enough to make the cut. So we started writing and we wrote and we wrote and we wrote and we wrote and we wrote. And, and it's a very strange tone of voice to get. And we, we would always be, things would go into meetings and Ben would come out and go, guys, it's the second place. There's something ahead of it. There's something ahead of it. And we were like, oh, and we'd go off and we'd write and we'd write. And they bought a script. They bought a script and Ben told us, like, listen, it's done. And we're like, okay. And actually, Tammy, who's our now CEO, came and said, I don't think it is bought. I think if we put something on the table in front of them, we put something in front of them that beats it, but you've got a week because cutoff is in a week. And me and Dan, I remember, we just like, right, and we were so exhausted because we'd written so many, and we, we just weren't getting the tone right. And we, we decamped in this pub that had a fight, it was blazing heat. We decamped in this pub for a week that felt Christmassy, and we just like, like, like almost like a bit bleary-eyed. And we sort of came out <laughs> shivery at the end with one script. The ad that Richard and Daniel came up with was Monty's Christmas. It's a heart-plucking tearjerker, showing a young boy, Sam, and his pet penguin, Monty, getting up to all manner of scrapes and mischief in the run-up to Christmas Day, before Monty the penguin starts to harbour romantic yearnings. The end of the ad reveals that Monty has been a toy penguin all along, and that Sam's Christmas gift to him is a fellow penguin toy girlfriend, named Mabel. We found ourselves in, in with the John Lewis toy designers designing what Monty should look like and what Mabel should look like and what should they be called. And Monty's after Dan's cat and Mabel's after my daughter. And, 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 and all these things are happening. And then, and, and then next thing you know, you're finding yourself in a meeting with Dougal, who is a legend. And he, Dougal's coming in with this, with this sort of, he calls it a crapomatic, which is like an animatic that is made out of drawings and him performing things. And, and, and it was all just a bit of a blur. And then it, and then it just sort of spat us out the other end and, and we, we, we came out with that. And that process that around that client and that ad is, is like no other. Monty the Penguin went far beyond the TV spot. There was a storybook. There were Monty and Mabel toys available to purchase. 
There were Antarctic-themed spaces in John Lewis stores, which featured Monty's goggles. Technology created using Google Cardboard that enabled visitors to step into a 360-degree virtual world. John Lewis also teamed up with Microsoft to launch Monty's Magical Toy Machine at its flagship store on Oxford Street. The toy machine scanned purchased toys and transformed them into lifelike characters which moved and danced on screen. Suffice to say, it was another huge success for John Lewis. It was it was a roller coaster. It's like Monty Monty launched, and it was the first one that really got the states. I don't know why, maybe because of social media. I don't the rise of social, media. but but America really picked it up, and 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 so it was like, oh, this is amazing. This is amazing. And then you have this is shit. This is schmaltz, and then um, Sainsbury's came out with incredible sort of the the the. The Germans playing football in World War One, and then the headline is the same every year, and it's still the same. Go home, John Lewis. There's a new kid in town, and <laughs> you still have it every single year. It can be something completely different. Um, and and I remember going, "No, not a new kid. We're the, we're the new kid." Like, it, 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 it's a fun thing to be part of. Since 2014, the John Lewis ad has continued to prove a staple of the season. However. One of the trickiest ads that Richard and his team worked on was the 2020 ad, the first Christmas one to launch in the aftermath of the pandemic. If we came out with a weepy, like you couldn't do that. Like if we came out fighting, it's like well, you're shutting stores, and the, so it was all so 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 shifting it to being about kindness and everybody looking after each other, and 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 and, and it was a very intentional thing. And, and and when I was talking about the objective, the objective is that people would say, you read the room, John Lewis. That's what I wanted. I wanted people to go, I was so worried of, of, of getting a negative, like, who the fuck do you think you are? We've had a year like this and you're acting like nothing's happened. I was very, very um, conscious that I wanted to have read the room. And as a brand, the two brands, Waitrose and John Lewis, had read the room. And, and overwhelmingly, that's what came back. Of all the things to be, I choose a kind. The ad was called Give a Little Love. It was a mixture of live action and different styles of animation, which showed people delivering small acts of kindness to each other, such as delivering food to the elderly, helping rebuild a snowman, and stretching a Christmas cracker across the street to help a lonely neighbour celebrate Christmas. And, for the first time, an original song by Celeste was recorded for the ad. If even a pandemic can't stop John Lewis from celebrating Christmas, then there's hope that the feel-good ads will be dominating our Yuletide screens for many years yet. From all of us to the History of Advertising Trust, we'd like to wish you a very Merry Christmas. The History of Advertising podcast was presented by Jack Maggot Phillips and featured contributions from Richard Brim and Rosie Arnold. The programme was produced by Jane Jarvis and Jack Maggot Phillips. To explore their online catalogue and find out more about the History of Advertising Trust and the work they do, go to their website, hatads.org.uk. That's hatads.org.uk.